Suppose you were granted absolute power over the physical world, so that you had complete and total control over all nature. What would you do with that power? Would you eliminate all floods, wildfires, and famines? Would you stop all the painful and devastating illnesses, deformities, and poverty? If you're like me, those all sound like great ideas. Or would you consult with God to discover His will before doing any of those things? This is Between the Lines of the Book of Mormon, and we're your hosts. I'm Jay Harris. And I'm Andrew Harris. And we welcome you to another podcast today. Nephi, the son of Helaman, was discouraged. Everywhere he had gone, his message had been rejected by the people. The people were so wicked. Gadianton robbers were rampant throughout the land. He tried to serve a mission. He and his brother Lehi had gone to the land northward to preach, but he'd been rejected and even thrown into prison. He sat and pondered about the wicked state of his people. Over the years, he had developed a strong faith in God. Now, Nephi continued to fervently pray as he waited for an answer. He sat patiently. Suddenly, out of the stillness, a voice spoke to him. Do you want to read that, Andrew? It's found in Helaman, chapter 10, verses 4 through 7. Blessed art thou, Nephi, for those things which thou hast done. For I have beheld how thou hast with unweariness declared the word which I have given unto this people, and thou hast not feared them, and hast not sought thine own life, but hast sought my will, and to keep my commandments. God recognized that Nephi hadn't had a lot of success, but it wasn't his fault. The people simply wouldn't listen. Nephi had not only preached the gospel, but had lived the principles of the gospel himself. Now God told him the reward for his obedience. And now, because thou hast done this with such unweariness, behold, I will bless thee forever, and I will make thee mighty in word and in deed, in faith and in works, yea, even that all things shall be done unto thee according to thy word, for thou shalt not ask that which is contrary to my will. Did you catch that? God promised Nephi that he would have total power, that whatever he commanded, those things would happen. Because God knew that whatever the case, Nephi would never do something that was contrary to the will of his Father in heaven. Behold, thou art Nephi, and I am God. Behold, I declare it unto thee in the presence of mine angels, that ye shall have power over this people, and shall smite the earth with famine and with pestilence and destruction according to the wickedness of this people. Behold, I give unto you power that whatsoever ye shall seal on earth shall be sealed in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And thus shall ye have power among this people. Yeah. Nephi, was God giving him priesthood power? I don't think so. I think Nephi would have had the priesthood from his father and from his father and his father, you know, he had that lineage from Alma. Then what was God saying here? I think God was really just telling him that he trusted him, that he trusted him so much that whatever he said, God would honor. 
whatever order he gave as far as priesthood power went, it would be fulfilled. And why could God give him that promise? Because he knew that he wouldn't do anything contrary to God's will, and that whatever he was going to ask was going to be in a line with his will. That's exactly right. I think it's important that he knew God's will. And I think the way he knew God's will is he probably was led by the Spirit in all that he did. So when he felt a prompting from the Spirit saying, go over here and do this thing, he didn't question it probably. He just went and did it. He had come to trust God so much that he just did whatever God asked him to do. Isn't that an interesting thing? Because Nephi had faith in God, but God also had faith in Nephi. Nephi. And he said, All things shall be done unto thee according to thy word. For thou shalt not ask that which is contrary to my will. I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Nephi's sitting here kind of a little downhearted, gloomy feeling. But I think that might also show us a little bit about how maybe God felt about the people too. Because his will was really in alignment with God's. God might have had a little bit more hope because he could see the whole picture where maybe Nephi only saw a limited view. Yeah. But I'm sure God was a little downhearted about those people as well, feeling like we need to get them to repent. He had Nephi as that prophet who was going to help him to try to do that. Whatever it took, God gave Nephi that power to change the lives of those people. Yeah. I read this scripture on my mission, and I remember thinking that as a missionary, thinking, I want to be that kind of missionary that God can just trust, and he'll, if he gives a commandment to, I'll do it. And I don't know if I ever achieved that quite as a missionary, but that was a goal of mine, to just kind of do the things that I felt prompted to do, and to, to be that kind of person. And I think it's been a goal of mine most of my life, although I've definitely fallen short of, of that. And we all do. Yeah. But that's the potential goal that we're aiming for. It was another Nephi, years and years before, who had said, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. Yep, same kind of attitude. Exactly the same attitude. And I think it's interesting that that was this Nephi's namesake. This Nephi had the same attitude. I will go and I will do whatever God commands. Yeah. After gaining God's complete trust, Nephi felt inspired as to what he should do next. He knew that as long as the people were comfortable, they would never change. So, he cursed the land. What did he say? He said, it's not going to be raining for a while, guys, (laughs) until you repent. He made the rain stop. Because he had this power given to him by God, he simply commanded, the rain will now stop. Yeah. And for the next three years, there wasn't a single drop of rain anywhere in the land. This is in Helaman 11.6. The whole earth was smitten, even among the Lamanites, as well as among the Nephites, so that they were smitten that they did perish by thousands in the more wicked parts of the land. I can't imagine no rain for three years. That's a long time. What would that do to crops? Yeah, there would just be no crops. There would be no crops. And the people were starving to death. At first, I'm sure the people were haughty and thought, oh, the rain will come. But after a few years had passed, people began to die, obviously. We think that having all of this power over nature would be such a great thing. But as you make this pronouncement that there would be no rain and there's famine throughout the land, you begin watching people gradually die. Yeah. 
This isn't just men and women, but also children are dying. And you realize, I'm responsible for that. I'm the one that made this pronouncement. Yeah. There must have been a tremendous pressure on Nephi to think, okay, that's enough. I can't stand this any longer. I can't watch these people die. They may be wicked, but I'm going to remove this and restore the rainfall once again to the land. Yeah. And that's where knowing God's will is so important. God sees things in an eternal perspective, and I don't. Nephi might have been able to understand that. And so maybe he knew that those people, they might die, but it'll be better off in the long run. But man, I that would be really hard, personally. I think I would have wanted to just end it right away. It took tremendous yeah. restraint to not say, oh, I don't want to see these people suffer. But it took the suffering to initiate the humility. In Helaman chapter 11, verse 7, it says, The people saw that they were about to perish by famine, and they began to remember the Lord. <laughs> they repented. They began to plead with Nephi to remove this terrible curse. Yeah, sad that that's what it takes. But It's so sad that that's what it takes. So often it takes illness or being uncomfortable or poverty yeah. or even death before we finally repent. But it's also interesting that Nephi had that kind of insight that he knew what they needed was to suffer. Just like God knew that, and Nephi asked it, and God knew that he was right, because they had that same thought, the same desire for the people, the same knowledge, and Nephi asked it because he knew that that's what God wanted. Once they repented and began to change, even though these had been wicked people, as they then turned to the Lord and remembered him, God didn't hold this over their heads. Nephi recognized that these people were now changing and beginning to listen and repent. And then he asked God to stop the famine. Yeah. The rain returned, the crops once again grew, and the people had a change of heart. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could live our lives so that God could have complete trust in us? Yeah. That he would know that he didn't have to worry. Yeah. He would know that we would never do anything or ask for anything that was contrary to his will. We actually are given a promise that we can gradually gain God's complete trust. He said, And he that receiveth my father receiveth my father's kingdom. Therefore, all that my father hath shall be given unto him, and this is according to the oath and covenant which belongeth to the priesthood. So as we're obedient, that oath and promise is given to us, that as we gain our Heavenly Father's trust, all power will be given to us so that we can fulfill his commandments and do his will without any doubt. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Next time, we'll be discussing Samuel the Lamanite. How accurate is the account that we have of his experience? Until we talk again, enjoy your reading.